Today's daf is daf nun dalit. We are holding at the bottom of Nub Gimel Amud Beis. Two, uh, two words before the end of the page. I'm a rav. So let's let's just review what we had over here. We had a machlokus between Rav Yehud and Rav Meir, both by being mekadesh with Meiser Sheni, and by being mekadesh with Hegdish. Hegdish means that something was given uh, either as a korban, given to the Beda Kabai, as it belongs to Hegdish. So we had the following opinion. We said, Rabbi Yochanan explained, Rabbi Yochanan explained the machlokus as such. Rabbi Yochanan said that Rav Meir's opinion is that the Pasuk that talks about when a person misappropriates funds that belong to the Beis Amigdash, so the Pasuk is referring to both Beshogeg and Bemezid, the, uh, the Hegdash property becomes deconsecrated. So therefore it goes l'chulin. When you misappropriate Hegdash, uh, something belongs to Hegdash, it becomes, it deconsecrated, it goes l'chulin. So the question was, Rabbi Yochan had to explain, if so, then why is it that Rabbi Meir holds that only if you're Mekadesh B'mezid is it Mekudeshes? If you're Mekadesh B'mezid, I understand, according to Rabbi Meir's understanding, it's deconsecrated, then the transaction goes through, it's Mekudeshes. But why, if you're Mekadesh B'shogeg, Rabbi Meir also holds is that uh, the primary part of the Pasuk where you have to bring a carbon or t- he's talking about Beshogeg so why is it not Mekudesh's Beshogeg so Rav Meir says the way Rav Yochanan explained Rav Meir is that um, that, that, that neither party would want to be part of the deconsecrating of Hegdish so it would be like a Mekachtos since it would be like a Mekachtos it would be Eina Mekudeshes it would be Eina Mekudeshes and therefore all transactions the next step we took it to was not only Kedusha we said all transactions involving Hegdish funds you'd have to apply according to Rabbi Meir that's Svara the money would not be deconsecrated because no one would want to be part of it had they known therefore the transaction would not be good I there is a Parsha in the Torah of Me'ila Beshogeg we said that would be when you're consumed consumption of the Hegdish Beshogeg would result in Me'ila. That's, you've already, it's gone. If you've used it, you've benefited from it. But in a transaction, using money of Hegdish, money of Hegdish will not result in deconsecration because the Svara is that the, since the parties, had they known, would not have agreed to do the transaction. The transaction is bottle, the money stays kadosh. That is the opinion. So therefore, Mekadish, by all hell, Mekadish Behegdish, according to Rabbi Meir, Beshogeg, Eina Mekudeshes, Bemezid Mekudeshes. Rabbi Yehuda held that Pshat in the Pasuk is the only time there is Me'ilah. The only time there is Me'ila and the money be, and the, the item becomes deconsecrated with its money, whether it's an item of Hegdish, is Beshogeg. Bemezid, if you do it on purpose, it doesn't become deconsecrated. Therefore, Rav, Meir, Rav Yehuda takes the other opinion. He holds that if you do it Bemezid, then it's Einam of Kudesh. It doesn't become deconsecrated. The transaction doesn't go through. There's no Kedushin. You can't use it. However, Beshogeg, he holds, uh, it's, it's, it's Mekudesh, because Beshogeg does become deconsecrated. He doesn't hold of that Sforeh. They would have known, they wouldn't have wanted, he holds, if you did the Torah's din, if you use it, Beshogeg becomes deconsecrated, the transaction goes through, it's considered Mekudesh. That's the way Rabbi Yochanan uh, explains the, the, the Machlokas, but it comes out that the Chiddush in Rav Meir is that there is no, there's never a, uh, deconsecration of money of Hegdish in transaction. It cannot be, because you just say the Svar. If they would have known, they wouldn't have done it. It doesn't become deconsecrated. So Rav is going to take issue with that. 
Amar Rav, Chazanu al Kolat Stadim, Shul Rav Meir. We've looked at all angles. Anytime Rav Meir has an opinion, by Hegdish, we've analyzed it. Below Matsinu Hegdish Beshogig Ein Mischalo, Bemezin Mischalo. And we don't come up with that. We don't, what our, our understanding after analysis of Rav Meir, we don't see what Rav Yochanan saw. That you have to say that money is never, there's never deconsecration on money by Hegdish Beshogig. We don't see that. We hold that across the board. That the way Rav Meir learns the Pasuk is that Chilol, deconsecration occurs there's no distinction, money, consumption, across the board. If you, if you misappropriate, <laughs> I, the only question is going to be, then how do you learn of Meir in our Mishnah? Because then why, according to Rav Meir in our Mishnah, that if it's done Beshogeg, it's not Mekudesh, it's always deconsecrated, to be Mekudesh, so how's Rav going to explain the opinion of Rav Meir in our Mishnah? So he says that our Mishnah, we're going to explain it outside, is talking about a unique situation. Very interesting uh, discussion. Actually, a lot of the Machlokasin uh, in the Rishonim and in the Achronim dealing with this particular point. But the big day, the big day Kahuna, Right, let's take it right now, both Kohen Kodal and the, and the Kohen Hedyev, because there are some that make distinctions and it's not, 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 not within the purview of this year. The big day kahuna that are worn, the Chora, they're Kadosh. They're Kadosh. They're used with, 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 with purchases, purchased with, with, with holy funds. Now, the Chora, if so, you have a problem, because that means that the Kohen had to be very, very meticulous. Every moment that he's wearing it has to be Avodah. Because as soon as the avoda stops, he's now being molel and hegdish. He's wearing the garment in a non-avoda situation. He'd be over me'ilo. So therefore, the chachamim, what they did was, they built a stipulation in. They said that since lo nitna Torah the requirements of the Torah were not given to angels, they were given to human beings. Therefore, they have to be practical, they have to be pragmatic. So therefore, they said that b'shogeg, that if a, that if a Kohen inadvertently oversteps the usage of the big day kahuna, then he will not be over me'ilo. That's the t'nai they put in. Somehow, however it works, with, 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 uh, but they had the koach of conferring that kedusha on the, the godim with the condition that the kohen will not be moil behegdish if he has an inadvertent use beyond the appropriate use. Now the question is, what is considered to be beyond the appropriate use? What Rav is going to uh, maintain is that Rav Meir's opinion is that once they said on the big day kahuna there's no me'ilo, that made it that any act b'shogeg, even something which is not in the norm of the normal usage of the big day kahuna, there will not be me'ilo. I.e., if a person tries to be <laughs> Makadesh and Isha with the big day kahuna, not realizing that they were the big day kahuna, so it was b'shogeg, since they took off the din of me'ila b'shogeg, there is no din me'ila, there is no din of misappropriation in a case of shogeg with a big day me'ila, then she'll not be mekudeshes. 
because it doesn't become deconsecrated. Bemazid, though, where they never made that condition, so what happens if a person bemazid Shradim HaKadosh and Isha with one of the garments of the Big Day Kahuna? The garment would become deconsecrated and therefore should be Mekudoshes. That would be the opinion of Rav Meir. So that's a unique situation. Generally, Bein V'shogeg, Bein V'vezid, if there's misappropriation according to Rav Meir, it would become deconsecrated. Here, because of that svara of Lo Nitna Torah L'Malacha Asharis, and they put in that Tanai, that B'shogeg, there's no Me'ilah, he expands it no matter how you use a B'shogeg. Rabbi Yehuda disagreed with that. Rabbi Yehuda said, yes, there is a svara of Lo Nitna Torah L'Malacha Asharis, but it's within, it's within boundaries. It means that if the Kohen wore it 15 minutes more or he wore it then there's no me'ilah but Makadish and Isha that's beyond the bounds of what they would have allowed to use it for and therefore in that case if it's done by Shogig according to the Sheet of Rabbi Yehuda there would be me'ilah therefore what? Should be Kadesh's. But Mazid, where in general Rabbiuda holds, there's no Me'ila, ain't a Kadesh's. But that's the way Rav learns the Mishnah. It comes out, you have to learn that a Mishnah is talking about when it says, Makadish Behegdish, Machlok Behegdish, was not referring to any Hegdish. It's referring specifically to these Kosnas, Big Day Kahuna, these, 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 these garments of the, of the Kahana. Okay, let's go weiter. So it says the Gemara as follows. So it says the Gemara. So I Mishnah Seinu. So according to that, how's our Mishnah going to wise it doing in showing amazing and of Meir? It's because this Kahuna. It's talking about the garments of the Kohen Bolu that did not become worn out. We'll see why the, there's an important piece that it didn't become worn out. We'll see in a moment. Since they were given, the condition they built in is that Kahanim can benefit from them, that Beshogeg, there is no Din Me'ilah. Because the Torah was not given over to angels. Therefore, if Makadash and Isha Beshogeg with it, according to Rav Meir, be because it doesn't become deconsecrated. Toshima, come and listen. The morning I was going to ask a question on this opinion of Rav. It says, Kosnas Kahuna Shabalu that if you have the shmatas, you have the worn-out clothing, the coin cannot, cannot wear it anymore, shmatas, alright? Mal in Bahan, divrei Rav Meir. Rav Meir says that there is misappropriation on them. Usually when it says me'ila, me'ila is only b'shogeg. It can become deconsecrated b'meizid, but me'ila, of carbon and the chomish, that's b'shogeg. So it says over here, there is a din me'ila b'shogeg on the garments of the Kohen Godol, of, of, of the Kohanim, that became worn out. Now in the Havamim, the more understands, if there's me'ila, because it's so kadosh that even if it's worn out, there's me'ila, kalvachomer, that if it's not worn out, there'll be me'ila, there'll be misappropriation on garments b'shogeg. That's a question on Rav, because Rav said that there is no me'ila at all on the garments of the Kohen Gadol b'shogeg. So l'choro, over here we see there is. So my love is it not shot in Rav Meir that it says that it's even if it got worn out, but it would be for sure, I feel lobalu, but even if it's then for sure, if it's not worn out, there would be a din of me'ila. Morris says, look, that's not the pshat. It's baludavka. It's only if it's worn out. Now we understand pshat. Pshat is like this. 
If it's worn out already, the Kohen doesn't wear them. The Kohen doesn't wear them, the stipulation doesn't apply. The whole din of Lom Nitna Torah Lom Shores is when he's wearing them, then all bets are off, there's no Me'il Bishogab. Once it's worn out, he doesn't wear them anymore. Then there's no stipulation, then it goes to become like a regular thing of Hegdish. A regular thing of Hegdish, there's Me'il Bishogab. There will be, so it's Davka because it's worn out. The din of Lom Nitna Torah Lom Shores, there's no Me'il on the garments, is when it's low ball. So you have no Kasha. What do they do with them? What's that? What do they do with them? They would have to put Magnesia. They put them, put them away. Shameless. Toshima, <coughs> they actually buried them, I think. Toshima, come and listen. Marlin bechadatin ve'ein marlin batikin. So the Mishnah we had in Masech Shkolim said like this, is that we know that be, uh, they would announce in Adar, they would announce in Adar that, uh, that, that uh, Rosh Chodesh Nisan is coming and we have to make the donations of the Machzus HaShekel to the Beis HaMikdash in order to be able to purchase the New Year's Korbanus from them. It has to be uh, from the new funds. So what they, everyone would send their Machzus HaShekel to the Beis HaMikdash and they put them in a big lishka, a big chamber. They put them into three large containers and then they would separate money from these three containers three times a year. Once in, uh, in, uh, in, 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 in uh, before Pesach, once uh, before uh, Sukkot, I think maybe the last, last time is, I don't remember, Shavuos, but three times a year they would separate, and that, that's the money that they would separate was used for the Korbonus. Now let's say somebody missed the cutoff, and he sent his Mafsa Shekel, it only got there after Rosh Chodesh, Nissan. As long as it was still within the year, they put it into a, it's called a shofar. It's a large container, it was narrow on top, it's like a pushka, and it was wide at the bottom. And it was labeled Taklin Chadatin. Taklin Chadatin means it was new funds. Meaning that even if it missed the first draw, the first truma that went for the korbanis, it was able to be added for the next time they took, or the third time they took, it could still be used for the Karbonus Tzibur. That money went for the Karbonus Tzibur. It could still be used for the Karbonus Tzibur. However, if the person got, gave the, the, the Masa Shekel a year later, means it wasn't within the year, it was put into another show for another pushka that was labeled Taklin Atikin, which is old shkolim, old funds. Now the Taklin Atikin was used specifically for the upkeep of Yerushalayim, the for, for communal upkeep purposes, but it did not go, did not invest holiness into the korbanis. Didn't have the same level of investure of holiness. It was only used for the walls. It was used for 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 uh, for refurbishing, maintenance, but it wasn't used for the actual korbanos at Sibor. Now the question is, what is the din legabe meila? So the taklin chadatin, those shkolim that came from the new the new funds, that was clearly that was going to be used to purchase carbonus tzibur. So that has the same status of the kedusha of a carbon. It actually invested the kedusha into a regular animal game. So therefore, sure, there's meila. The question is, what about the monies that came from the pushka that was the taklin atikin? What is the status over there? So that uh, the the tanakama over here, we see the machlokes with the bigoras diver of Yehuda, not the bigoras of Yehuda. We'll see in a minute. It'll become clear why. Tosa says, take it out. Rashi keeps it in. Is Rabbi Yehuda's opinion, at the way the Bryce is written right now, holds there's no me'ila ba'atikin, which means that whatever purposes the atikin was used. 
did not create a problem of me'ilah, not on the thing that it was used for, and therefore not on the thing that it was used for, then not on the money itself either. That's the first opinion. Rabbi Meir Omer, Rabbi Meir disagreed. Rabbi Meir said, in Avbatikin, that both in the Chadatin and even in the Taklin Atikin, there is a Din Me'ila. A Din Me'ila would mean that if you did it Beshogeg, it would be consecrated, you have to bring a carbon, you have to add a Chomesh, there is Me'ila on Taklin Atikin as well. Now, the question is like this. We're going to see that the Taklin Atikin, as I mentioned, would be used for the same thing, by the way, which was the Shiare Halishka. The Shiare Halishka means that after the year, any money that was left in the chamber, after they separated for Korbanis, was called Shiare Halishka. That's the leftover, the remnants of the Lishka, that was gathered up, and that also went for the same purposes as what the Taklin Atikin would go. It was used for the same thing, <coughs> which is basically refurbishing, strengthening the walls, the walls of your and those type of things. So now, Rav Meir says over here that there is Me'ila in those funds. Now we're going to see that Lechora, even though the money or the walls of Yerushalayim, the more understands right now, or the walls or the refurbishment or the upkeep for the walls, there was technically Kedusha in these walls. It came from the shekel money. It was Kedusha invested in it. However, they had to be pragmatic. Because, you, what are you going to say? People aren't allowed to take shade in the walls of Yerushalayim. They're not allowed to be leaning on the walls of Yerushalayim. So they also made a similar stipulation. Since lo nitna Torah lemaloche hashores, they said that inadvertently, the person's not just going out of his way to utilize, to, to get benefit on purpose from the walls of Yerushalayim. Right? <coughs> so, therefore, he's allowed to take shade, he's allowed to lean against them, because Now, the Gemara assumes now that the same thing should apply by the clothing. Rav Meir's position, the way it was uh, 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 maintained by, by Rav, was once they put that stipulation on Vashogig, on the clothing of Lo Nitna, then all bets are off Beshogeg. means basically, as long as you're not going out of your way to misappropriate, if it's Beshogeg, there's no Me'ila Beshogeg on the clothing. So therefore, Lechore should say the same thing on the walls, or the funds that go for the walls. Since there's a condition that was made a leniency of Lo Nitna Torah should come out that what should be the status of either the walls or the money that went for the walls, what? Should be no me'ila. Yeah, what does the mayor say over here? There is me'ila. It's a kasha and rav. By the way, Ramosha has a whole tshuva on whether you're supposed to t- allow to touch the stones of the kosel or even take. People used to take pieces home. So he's like, that's Osir, he talks about it, but this is, it comes up over here in this Gemara. The they talk about anything, to do anything with it, because it makes no, no difference. Mean, According to Rav Meir, once you said there's no Me'ila, because it meant no different what you used it for, according to the opinion of Rav Meir. So the Chayra, Abashogek, Bashogek. Yeah, but he also, it's, it's, it's Kadosh, because they had the Din of Kedusha, that's the word. All right. So Gemara says like this. 
What? <coughs> so there's some, some don't even touch it. Some don't even, but the, Ba'amai says the Gemara, Nema, why don't we say, Hoyl the Nitna Leheno, since they made a stipulation that you're allowed to benefit, you're allowed to get shade, you're allowed to lean on it, because again, we understand pragmatically you would not be able to build walls with Shalim and make, and say that you have to be so vigilant that you don't take any benefit from it. Because we see that the walls of Yerushalayim and the, and, and the towers of Yerushalayim came from the Shiara for the remnants of the Shiara Alishka, which is the same thing as what they did with the Taklin Atikin as well. Like you learned in the Mishnah, the walls of the city and the towers and all other communal usages. So therefore, if so, how come it says, Rav Meir says, that there's me'ilo. So says the Gemara, is this b'risa is a mistake. There's an editing mistake in the b'risa. That opinion that says that there's me'ilo should not be quoted in the name of Rav Meir, but in fact, who should it be quoted in whose name? It should be the name of Rav Yehuda. That holds that even if there's a leniency, it's within the boundaries of normal usage. But if you use it outside of the normal usage, you use the money for things, or you that would be there is me'ilo. So enachinami, according to Rav Meir, will be there's no but it really shouldn't say Divrei Rav Meir, it should say, uh, should, should say Divrei Rav Yehuda, which is why Rabbeinu Tam in the last line on Tosfos over here, says that we should not be Goris in the first part of the Brisa Divrei Rav Yehuda, because if you were Goris Divrei Rav Yehuda there, then it should have said Eipuch Switch around. Never said Eipuch. It just said Bigores instead of Divrei Rabbi Meir, Divrei Rabbi Yehuda. So therefore, but the bottom line is we're now attributing it to Rabbi Yehuda, not Rav Meir, so there's no Kasha on Rab. So therefore, lo tei Rav Meir ela Eimer of Yehuda. Toshema, a similar question. The sign we learned in a brayso. Amar Rabbi Yishmol bar Rabbi Yitzchok. Avne Yerushalayim shenishru. If you have pieces of the wall of Yerushalayim that came apart, Molin bahem divrei Rabbi Meir says Rav Meir that if a person inadvertently uses them, not realizing what they are, there will be a din meila. Asks the Gemara the same question. L'chora, according to Rav, since there was this condition of lo nitna torah therefore, even if it's a non you a non-practical use, a non-usage, but it's a different type of usage. But once b'shogeg, there's no meila, should be no meila. So why is there meila on the avnei rishalayim? Again, the Gemara says it's a mistake. Lo temer Rav Meir. It really the gears, the correct gears over there. It should say is emer Rabbi Yehuda, which makes sense because even if there is some leniency on the walls of Yerushalayim, it's only within taking shade. But to use the stones, you want to go use them for something else right now. There, even the shogeg, there would be a problem. It would be a Okay. Says the Gemara like this. The problem is that in both answers, we now are saying whether it's being me'ila in the money that's used for the walls or me'ila in the walls themselves, we're saying it's going like Rav Yehuda. Which means that you have to hold, that Rav Yehuda holds, there was a basic Kedusha can only be moil if there's kedusha. It must be that there is that the, the walls of Yerushalayim were invested with some level of kedusha. There's kedusha in them because if there's no kedusha at all, then how could you be of the opinion that there's meilah? So Mar says, "Are you telling me ear of Yehuda Yerushalayim Is Yerushalayim according to Yehuda really become kadosh? <laughs> we have a Mishnah 
in Meseches Nadorim. Mishnah Meseches Nadorim tells us that you could do Hatfosa. You can take a regular non-consecrated item and you can make a nether that this item will be ushered to me like a carbon. Like, as long as you use a terminology of something that would normally be invested in Kedusha, the item becomes bound, bound by the nether. So what is considered an item that is invested in Kedusha that you can be matfis, that you could make your nether base your nether upon. So it says like this, If you said that, I want this apple to be Ke'imra. Ke'imra is like the sheep. We say that we mean, where the person means what type of sheep, the sheep, the carbon tomate of the base of Migdash, then it becomes, the apple becomes Osir. Kedirim, like the pen, like the pen that either contained the sheep or contained the wood that went on the Mizbeah, Ke'etzim, like the, like the wood of the base, of oh, the went on the Mizbeah, Ke'ishim, like the fires, so Rashi brings down two shot, it means like the, the, the carbonists, which are called the fires of the Mizbeah, or like the wood that burns on the fires of the Mizbeah, Ke'echa, like the actual sanctuary, Ke'mizbeah, like the Mizbeah, Ke'yerushalayim, so the Tanakam Halls, Yerushalayim is also considered, the walls of Yerushalayim are considered Kadosh, therefore all these things would create a nether, uh, it would, would create a binding nether on the apple. Rabbi Yehuda Aymer, Kala Aymer Yerushalayim, La Amar Klum. That if you say Yerushalayim, it's nothing. It doesn't, it's not binding. L'chora, that would seem that Rabbi Yehuda holds Yerushalayim is not invested with Kedusha. So says, one second, read carefully what Rabbi Yehuda said. He never said if you said Ke Yerushalayim. He said if you said this apple is Yerushalayim, then it's Lo Amar Klum. But it could be that he would agree that if you never said this apple is Yerushalayim, yes. if you said this apple is Ke Yerushalayim, it would be binding. So maybe Rabbi Yehuda Taka does hold that Yerushalayim is invested with Kedusha. So Moran says, V'chitei mishum Lo Amar Ke Yerushalayim. That's why it's Lo Amar Klum. It can't be. That's not the Pshat either. Because Va'atanya, we learned in the Brites, Rabbi Yehuda Aymer, it says, V'feirish, Rabbi Yehuda Aymer, Kala Aymer Ke Yerushalayim, Lo Amar Klum. You have not said anything. The, the nether is not binding. Unless you specify specifically in the nether that it's something that is offered in Yerushalayim as a carbon or on the Mizbeah, then your nether is binding. Clearly, the second price that we just quoted here says, Beferish, that what does you to hold about the walls of Yerushalayim? It's not, it's not, it's not, like not Kadosh. It's not Kadosh. It, say it doesn't help. It doesn't help to say Ki Yerushalayim. So Lachara, we're back to our question. You had all these questions that seem to say that there's Me'ila in the walls of Yerushalayim. And we had a question. According to Rav, since Lo Nitna Torah there should be no Me'ila no matter how you use it B'Shogeg. So we said, no, it's not going like Rav Meir. It's going like Rav Yehuda. The problem is, how can you make it go like Rav Yehuda? What's the problem? He holds that the walls of Yerushalayim are not Kadosh. So says the Gemara, there's actually two versions, there's two opinions, there's two perspectives, two Tanoic opinions. I'll leave it to arguing as to what Rabbi Yudah held. So our Mishnah and our, the, our Gemara is based on the Tanoic opinion that Rabbi Yehuda Taka held that the walls of Yerushalayim are Kadosh. And all those difficulties that you're asking on, Ra, on, on Rav, because Rabbi Meir seemed to say that there is Me'ila, could be going like Rabbi Yehuda. Ah, you have a Bryce at the bottom of the Amen that says Rabbi Yehuda holds the walls are not Kadosh. That's a different Tana in the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda. Weiter. Okay. So, so far we had Rabbi Yochanan Shita yesterday explaining that Rabbi Meir held that there's no me'ila on money 
Beshogeg, because uh, the person, the people involved would not have been wanting to involve in divesting the Beis Amigdash on, on the misappropriating and making something chulin, and therefore it's a Mekach Toz. Therefore the only really, really case of Me'ila Beshogeg by Hegdash would be if you actually use consumption or benefit. But transactionally, they cannot be on Kesser. And, and Rav today, we had disagreed with that. He always said, no, Rav Mereshita is Bein Beshogeg, Bein Bemezid, there's always Me'ila, there's the only exception where Beshogeg will not be Me'ila is the Kosnas of the Kohen. And that was what the Mishnah was talking about. Comes along Bar Ula, who was a Talmud actually of Rabbi Yochanan, and he's quoting Bar Podo, which is going to support the understanding of Rabbi Yochanan, not the understanding of Rav. Ula Amar Mishmei the Bar Podo. Ula said in the name of Bar Podo. Aimer Hoyer Rav Meir. Rav Meir would say, is that Hegdish Bemezid Mischalel, Beshogag Ein Mischalel, is that there is the consecration of Hegdish in a case of Mezid. By Shogag, there is no deconsecration, like Rav's, like Rav Yochanan had said, because they don't agree and they would not have wanted to. Below Amr Beshog Mischalel, and the only thing what they meant, that according to Rav Meir, there is a concept of Shogag, that there is some idea of Me'il, or there's some concept of the consecration. They didn't actually mean that Beshogag, the money becomes deconsecrated. The money does not become deconsecrated. Elola Inyan Karban Bilvan. It means that you're going to have to bring a carbon. You might have to add a fifth. You're going to have to bring a carbon. But the money itself, misappropriating money, would not become deconsecrated. So be Me'il, the the carbon, but not the the money becoming deconsecrated. What's the obvious question? If the money did not become deconsecrated, so then carbon b'may mechayim. How can you have a carbon? The whole idea you have a carbon is because you deconsecrated hegdish. But if you're telling me that it doesn't become deconsecrated, so what do you say? But there is a carbon. That makes no sense. So one has to revise what Ula said. So Ella Kiasi Ravin, when uh, Ravin came, and 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 he was a uh, he he also quoted what Barpada said. So he said over Barpada in a way that we didn't have the question that we had when Ula quoted Barpada. Kiasi Ravin Parish Mishmei de Barpada. He explained in the name of Barpada. This is the correct understanding of Barpada, which is exactly what we said in Rabbi Yochanan. The shot is like this. So. Omer Hayyur Rav Meir, that Rav Meir's position would be is that Hegdesh Bemezid Meschalel, that if you're Magdish with money of Hegdesh, there is Chilol to come to consecrated. Beshogeg ain Meschalel, which is why it can't be Makadish Beshogeg. The only time Beshogeg there will be misappropriation and deconsecration as is written in the Pasuk is only where there's consumption involved. Which is exactly how Rabbi Yochanan learned not going like Rav. I mean, this is a different version. There's not going like Rav. What's that? And that's when you'll bring a carbon and that's when you'll bring when you, when you, when you consume or you benefit from it. You're benefiting. Amar of Nachman, Amar of Adabar Avo. Halacha kerav meir be meiser. I think I might have said it not like this yesterday, but this is the halacha. That by meiser sheni, if you remember, they argued yesterday by meiser sheni. Today we went to an explanation of the, the machlokas by hegdish. But they are, by, by they argue by meiser sheni. By meiser sheni, Rav Meir's opinion was that meiser sheni is momen gavoa. 
And therefore, bein b'shogeg, bein b'meizid, you cannot be makadish the isha because it's not yours to makadish. It's yours to eat, but it's not yours to be makadish. And therefore, bein b'shogeg, bein b'meizid, emikudeshes, because meizid sheni is considered mamun gavor. Rabbi Yehuda disagreed. Rabbi Yehuda held that meizid sheni was mamon hedyot. And therefore, why then is the difference whether it's shogeg or meizid? Because we said that the, the way we gave the explanation yesterday is because by shogeg, the woman would not have agreed that she has to now take it and schlep it to Yerushalayim. But the either way, the halacha follows by meizid sheni follows Rav Meir. That it's moment gavoa and it's einam kedeshes bein b'shar bein b'meizid. Right? Why? Hoyl v'sosam lantana kevose. Because Rabbeinu HaKadosh in the Mishnayas made a Stam Mishnah, made an anonymous opinion going with this opinion of Rav Meir that it's Mom and Gavoa. And anonymous is equal to unanimous. That if it's anonymous, that means Rabbeinu HaKadosh was telling us that what? That that is the accepted halacha. So by Maisa Shani, we have an anonymous Mishnah like Rav, which is Rav Meir's opinion. Therefore, the halacha follows Rav Meir Maisa Shani. But halacha Rav Yehuda Behegdish, concerning the status of Hegdish, Me'ila Behegdish, there it's the opposite. There the halacha follows Rav Yehuda, which would mean, therefore, Beshogeg, it's Mekudeshes. Bemezid, it's Eina Mekudeshes, because there's only Me'ila Beshogeg, there is no Me'ila Bemezid, and why is that? Because Hoyle Vesosem Lantanak of Because there Rabbein HaKadosh made a Stam Mishnah, following by Hegdish, by Me'ila Hegdish, following the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda. Says the Gemara like this: Where do we see these Stam Mishnah? Yes, our Mishnah wasn't a Stam Mishnah. Our Mishnah was uh, was where the names were mentioned. But anyway, so, so therefore, to so, Rav Meir b'Meiser Mahi, where do we get Scott with Rav Meir? Where do we see that there is a Stam Mishnah following the opinion of Rav Meir? So we have to show a Mishnah that shows that what's the status of Meiser Sheni, Mom and Gavor. That's what we have to show to show that it's a Stam Mishnah like Rav Meir. This Nan we learned in a Mishnah. Now this Mishnah is mentioned in a number of places. We're going to see it's mentioned in primarily in Meiser Sheni, and it is also it's mentioned in Masechah's Idios. Idios is either Edios or Idios. It's what one it's with testimonies that this was the day. Remember the day they removed Rabbi Gamliel and they brought in Rabbi Yeshua and and uh, they, because of his machlokas they bring brought Rabbi Elizabeth Azaria in as to be over. And that day all the testimonies were accepted as halacha and anything in there is considered halacha. So so anyway so we're going to see that there's a stab Mishnah both in Maseches. Maizashani and Mesechus Idios by Maizashani, the opinion of Rav Meir. Where do we see this? So, there is a Machlokas Tanoyim on the laws of Orla. The laws of Orla, quickly, are the first three years, it's completely the payros from the tree, Asur, Vahana, you're not allowed to eat it, you're not allowed to benefit it. On the fourth year, you are allowed to eat it only if you take it up to Yerushalayim, or you redeem it and take it up to Yerushalayim. Then you're allowed to eat it. The fifth year, you're allowed to eat it wherever you want. Now, there is a machlokus whether this din of Orla was said by Netaravai. Netaravai means all planted trees, or it's Davka Kerem Ravai was only said on vineyards. So the Mishnah we're quoting happens to hold that the din was said by Kerem, not by Netaravai. That's why it's talking about Kerem Ravai over here. Kerem Ravai. The Kerem Ravai means the fourth year of the vineyard. The first three years of Orla apply, and now you have fruits of, from this vineyard on the fourth year. So Beishamai Omrim, Ein Lo Chomish. 
is that there is no Chomesh. When a person is Poda Maiser Sheni, Maiser Sheni, which you have to give to the Levi, if you want to, red- um, I'm sorry, you have to go up and eat in Yerushalayim, if you want to eat it in Yerushalayim, so you could take it up to eat, or make it easier on yourself, you don't have to schlep it on, you have to redeem it. But if you redeem your own Maiser Sheni, the halacha is you have to add a fifth. There's an ad- and a surcharge. If somebody else redeems it, it's not his, but he redeems it for you, then the person does not have to add a fifth. But if you do it, the fifth has to be added. Now, what's the deal of Netaravai? Let's say I want to be Poda my net and take it up to Yerushalayim and eat it. So the Tana Kama over here, whoever this Tana is, he says, lo, oh, we'll see exactly who it is. So it says, it says, lo chomesh lo biur. Oh, no, did I skip a line? Beishamai Omrim. Beishamai. Beishamai is who it is. They say, Eilo Chomesh, is that there is no Chomesh. That you, don't, you do not have to add a surcharge of a fifth and not only that, that the law of, in the Shemitah cycle, in the third and sixth year, if you had stuff that ha- should have had dinim uh, applied to it, that, the, the, that, there, that had, uh, was sanctified, it was supposed to be given out, and you didn't do it, on the third and sixth year you have to destroy it. You have to get rid of it. It's called biur. You have to remove it from the house, and you have to say biyarti hakodesh benabais. You have to get rid of it. So, but but, uh, but according to Beis Shammai, there's no surcharge of a fifth if you redeem it. And in the third or sixth year of the shemitah cycle, if you happen to have kerem ravai in your house, the laws of biur of getting rid of it, either burning or destroying it, different shitas in in the poskim do not apply. Beis Hillel disagree. Beis Hillel orim yeshlo is that there is a chomesh, and there also is a Beer. Okay. Now, if you own your own vineyards, your own vineyards that you own, when you harvest your vineyard, if there are any stray grapes, grapes that fall off, stray grapes, those are called peret. Peret, uh, from the word prat, is a single. You have to leave it for the anim. You're not allowed to take it yourself. It becomes a, 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 the, the benefits of the anim. Or ololos. Ololos are clusters that did not form appropriately. Usually a cluster has shoulders and it comes down to a point. If it doesn't, <coughs> it doesn't form like a normal cluster that's called ololos, also have to be left for the anim. Now, the question is, in the fourth year of this plant, this orla was three years first three years, the fourth year is there a din of peret and is there a din of ololos that the, you have to leave it for the anim and they'll be the ones responsible to take it to Yerushalayim to eat or is there no din of peret and ololos on it, that's also so now it's like your own private uh, your own private uh, vineyard, your own private vineyard, your chayv and peret and olos, a kerem revai, no difference. You have to have peret and olos. You have to leave for the aniim. Beisil omrim, kulo legas is that when you harvest, you can harvest everything in order to make the wine. Everything goes into it, even the peret, even the ololos, because there is no din of peret and ololos on net on kerem revai. Now, what's the machlokas over here? So let's again revisit this. They shall my hold that you do not give a chomish and there is no din beer and there is a din of peret and there is a din of ololos. Beis Hillel say is there is no chomish, there is no chomish and uh, there is a, uh, there, there, what was the other thing? And also, yeah. there is no beer. Ain't no beer. Ain't no beer. They still said ain't no beer. 
I'm sorry, Yeshlo. Beisel said, I'm sorry, Beisel said, Yeshlo. Beishamai said, Ein Chomesh, Ein Dir. And Beisel said, Yeshlo. And Beishamai said, Yeshlo, Perd, Yeshlo, Olos. And Beisel said, Kululagas. So my time with Beisil, what's the reasoning for Beisil? Now remember, Beishamai and Beisil, if it, if the opinion of Beisil is like a Stam Mishnah. Like that's the halacha. If it's in Basil's name, it's like a star mission. That's the halacha. So what is the reasoning for Basil? Huh? So Gamri, they learn out this exera shava. The word kodesh is used by the din of Ravai, the fourth year, <laughs> and the word kodesh is also used by Meiser Shani. So there is they have a masora of exera shava that you learn the laws of Ravai from the laws of Meiser Shani. So Gmiri Kodesh Kodesh me Meiser. Ma Meiser Yesh Lachomish. Just as Meiser, you have to pay a fifth when you redeem. The Yesh Lobir. And on the third and the sixth year, you get rid of your Meiser Shani. Av Kerem Ravai. So to Kerem Ravai, which was learning from Meiser Shani, Yesh Lachomish ve Yesh Lobir. Beishamai lo gemiri. They don't have that masora. Bimela, they don't have masora to compare it to Maizah Shani. So if they have a masora to learn to Maizah Shani, so therefore if you redeem it, you don't have to add a chomish. And there's no din of the third of beer on third and sixth years. Now, so therefore lo gemiri, they don't learn kodesh, kodesh, mimaizah. Now, says the more like this. Let's take a look for a moment. The second part of that, of, that, of the halacha of the machlokas was, is there a din of peret and ololos? Is it in a pair of ololos? So we said that Beishamai, that Beishila learn out, it's got the same status of Meiser Shani. Now, Peret and Ololos, you leave, if something is yours, it's yours, you own it, so you have an obligation, you're not allowed to take the Peret and Ololos, you have to leave it for the Aniyam. Now, Meiser Shani, what's its status? If Meiser Shani is considered something that you own, so then it should have Peret for Ololos. If it's Meiser Shani, it's not something that considered you own it, there would be no Peret and Ololos. Now, Beis Hillel say there is no Peret and Ololos on, 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 on Revai, and they learn out from Meiser Shani. So clearly, how are Beis Hillel understanding the status of Meiser Shani? It must be Maman Gavoa. Because if they understand it like Rav Yehuda held, that it's Maman Hedyot, then there should still be on it Peret and Ololos. Kulagas means you can you you you, uh, you use the whole thing to make the wine. You can make you, to collect. You can collect the parrot and the olas. You don't have to leave anything. So says more like this: Beiselol Omrim Kemaiser Kemansvilo. Who do they hold? Like whose definition of Meiser Shane he doesn't have? Ikarib Yehuda. If it's like Rabbi Yehuda, Amai Kulagas. Then why can you put it all into the barrel into into the into the press? Lachor. Why don't you have to leave parrot and olalos? Regular. I own a regular vineyard. I have to leave parrot and olalos. So they were making it like Meiser Shane, which I own, I should still have to leave Peret and Ololos. Ha'amar Meiser Maman Hedyo to you, who they hold Meiser Shein, according to Yehuda, is privately owned, and there should be Chiv on Peret and Ololos. Elamai, the fact you tell me it's like Meiser Shein, which exempts it from Peret and Ololos, can only mean one thing. Then what a base Hillel hold? Elalav Kerav Meir. And they hold like Rav Meir, that's Maman Gavoa. Since it's Maman Gavoa, there's no Chiv on Peret and Ololos. So there is shown at least one source that is shows that the halacha follows Rav Meir concerning the laws of Meiser Shani. Kurab Yehuda Behegdash. Where do we see a source that shows halacha is like Rav Yehuda? It's a stam that shows that the halacha is like Rav Yehuda concerning Hegdash, which therefore has to show that there is Me'ila B'Shogeg and there's no Me'ila B'Mezit. Mahi, what is it? Desnan, we learned in a Mishnah. The case over there, I'm going to tell it to you outside and then we'll see it inside. Case in Masech is Me'ilo. It says that if a gizbar 
or somebody had mammon of Hegdish, he had money that belonged to the base of Migdash, and he found a, uh, a, a, a shliach who is competent. And they were, at the time he gave it over to the shliach, they both were unaware that the money was Hegdish. And he tells him, go and give this to the shopkeeper. So the guy runs the shopkeeper. Before he gives it to the shopkeeper, this is the way the Gemara learns, the, 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 the Mishnah learns over there. Both of them became aware. They both became aware that the money is Hegdish. The only one that was in the dark is the shopkeeper. The one receiving the money. The one receiving the money, the shopkeeper. So the halacha is brought down. The initial transaction, giving it to the shopkeeper, there will not be me'ilah. Why will there not be the me'ilah? Because the ones misappropriating either the original mishaleach or the shaliach became aware of it before the transaction, which makes them mazid. Since it's mazid, there's no me'ilah. The shopkeeper now has that money that did not become deconsecrated because it was given to him the mazid from their part, so it's still kadosh. When will be the me'ilah? The next time he uses it in a transaction, because that will be a transaction that's shogeg, and then there'll be a misappropriation. Clearly, what do you see from this Stam Mishnah in me'ilah? That the mazid, there's no me'ilah, but shogeg, there is. That is a halacha following the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda. So it says in one like this, this nine, we learned in a Mishnah. Shilach b'yad b'keach. You gave the money of Hegdish in the hands of somebody who's competent. V'niskar. And really, they both became aware. Ad shalo higia etzel chenvani before it got to the shopkeeper. The chenvani ma'al l'kishiyotzi. The chenvani will be over me'ilo when he spends it. When he uses it in the next transaction. Not in the first transaction, because that was amazing, in the next transaction. That's, that's going to be Going like the opinion of Rav Yehuda. Prek the Gemara. So you're telling me you have a Stam Mishnah, or at least it goes like Basila, like Rav Meir by Meiser Shani, and by Hegdish, the reason Allah follows Rav Yehuda because you have a Mishnah that supports his opinion. Says the Gemara, what? We don't have any Mishnayas that are Stam that support the opinion of Rav Yehuda by the laws of Meiser Shani? Says the Gemara, Rav Yehuda by Meiser Shani, Milot Nan, do we not have? But Nan, we learned in the Mishnah. Hapoda Meiser Shani, Shaloi, someone is redeeming his own Meiser Shani, Mosif Alav Chamishiso. He has to add a fifth. Bein Mishalo, whether it was always his, or Bein Shenitan Lobe Matono, or whether it was gifted to him. If it was gifted to him, it also becomes like it's his, and therefore when he redeems it, what's the halacha? You have to add a fifth. Alright? Now, Lachora, who does that go like? It cannot go like Rav Meir, because according to Rav Meir, you wouldn't be able to gift it to someone else. Why wouldn't you be able to gift it to someone else? Because my Zashen is Mom and Gavoa, I can't gift it to someone else. This says I could transfer ownership and gift it to someone else. Clearly must be going like the opinion of Yehuda. And that's why you have to take Chomish in both cases. But it's the Stam Mishnah. So you have a Stam Mishnah in the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda as well. So money, who is the author of this Mishnah? If it's going like Rav Meir, how can you gift Maizer Shani to someone else? You can't, you don't have ownership to gift it to someone else. It's going like Rav Yehuda. Someone says, Light. that's not difficult. That is going like Rav Meir. How is it going like Rav Meir? So I'm going to explain it to you outside and we'll see it inside. There is a big machlokas tanoyim. If something is in its tevel form, tevel means that the, the, the trumas and maizas were not separated. <coughs> so, even though Rav Meir holds 
that Meister Shani is Momen Gavoa, once it was separated, what happens if it's still in its Tevil form? means in here there is potentially Meister Shani, but it was not yet separated. What is the status of the Tevil? Do we give the status of the Tevil based on what it potentially will be? And therefore, just as Meister Shani is Momen Gavoa, we have to look at the Tevil as also Momen Gavoa. Or do we say, as long as it wasn't separated... It has a different status. And therefore, it's Mormon Hedyot until actually the Maiser Shani has been removed from it. This opinion of this Mishnah here holds that, Ma- that Tevel is, even according to Rav Meir, is still considered Mormon Bailin. And therefore, we're talking about over here, when it said, if the Maiser Shani was given to you, it becomes yours, and now you have to add a fifth, it wasn't given to you as Maiser Shani. You're right. As Maiser Shani, no one can gift it to you. How was it gifted to you? It was gifted to you in its Tevel form. Then it can be gifted. Then you have to, then now you separate the Maiser Shani. Now I'm going to have to add a Chomish. That's how you explain this Mishnah. So what it says like this. So says the Gemara as follows. So I put a net to revise the most of where's the place. Gemara says like this. So as a Bahag, where's the place? Laolam says the Gemara is going like Rav Meir. For Hachamayaskin, what are we dealing with over here? It's going to Yaiv Nihalei, but Tivlei. It was given to him. It was gifted in its Tevel form before the tithes were removed. Because Sava and the author of this Mishnah holds Matnos Shalohurmu that if gifts had not yet been separated, Kamishalohurmu Dam. We look at them as unseparated. We don't look at them as potentially as if they are separated. We look at them as unseparated, which means it still remains mom and bialim, and it's not mom and gavoa. Next question. Toshima, come and listen. We're still going to try to bring a proof that there's a Stam Mishnah in Meiser going like the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda. So it says as follows. Hapoda If somebody is redeeming, he doesn't want to take the netaravai. Now this rise is going to the opinion that it's all fruits, not just the uh, verb. It's netaravai. He's poda is netaravai. He doesn't want to take, the mon- take it to Yerushalayim. Let's take the money to Shalim. Most of love Hamishito. He has to add a fifth. Bain Mishalo. Whether it's his, before we had it by Maiser Shane, now we have it by Netzeravai. Whether it's his, Bain Shanitan Lova Matana, whether it was gifted to him, somebody gifted you the Netzeravai, you now it's yours, you have to add the fifth. Now, this, now the same question. Who's this going like? According to Rav Meir, he compared Meiser Shani to Netaravai. So the same way you cannot gift Meiser Shani, you would not be able to gift Netaravai. The only one who would hold that you could give gift Netaravai would be Rav Yehuda. So it's like Rav Yehuda. Now here we don't have the option of saying it was done in a Tevel form. There is no Tevel form on Netaravai. That was just the terrace you could give by Meiser Shani. You cannot give it by Netaravai. So it says it more like this. Money. Who is the author over here? Elaim Rav Meir. You're going to tell me it's Rav Meir. Me, how can you gift Netaravai? Vahagamri Kodesh Kodesh Mimaiser of Meir learned to Xerushava. Kodesh Kodesh. That was Beis Hillel's opinion. And therefore, Netaravai has the same status of Maiser Shani. Maiser Shani cannot be gifted, neither can Netaravai. Elulav is going like Rabbi Yehuda. So you have a star mission like Rabbi Yehuda, Legabi, the din of Maiser Shani, that it's not Mom and Gavoa. Laolam Rabbi Meir. Similar terrors as before. It's really Rabbi Meir's sheet that is going like Rabbi Meir. Now, the din is what sta- stage of the fruit does the laws of Orla or does the laws of Netravai apply to? The Tana of this Mishnah holds that if it's in the Smadar, Smadar is it's the, right after the blossom falls off, there's a, the bud. He holds the law of Netravai does not yet apply if it's in that form. 
So therefore, if this plant was gifted to somebody while the fruit are only in the smadar form, it's not netaravai yet. Since it's not netaravai yet, you can gift it. Now it develops into a fruit. Now it's considered the ownership of the person you gifted to. He has to add the chomish. That's how Rav Meir can go like Rav Meir. The way, ah, how do you gift it? You gifted it only when it's in the smadar form. Not it hadn't progressed yet into a further stage of the fruit. So Moshe says, "Lo'olam Rav Meir." Skin, what are we dealing with over here? You gave it as a smadar, which is right after the blossom fell off. To loy, which is not like the opinion of Rabbi To Amr smadar, pri. Rabbi Yossi Taka held at that point, it's already considered a full-fledged pre. The time of this bride that disagrees, it's not yet a pre. You can gift it, it's mom and shalom, until it develops into the din of Netravai, which is only a later stage. Toshema, come and listen. The case over here is as follows. Moshe Chemena Meiser Basella. Somebody was selling his miser Shani. So he was selling the miser Shani and he wants to buy and use the money, let's say, to go up in Yerushalayim because the, trans- the Kedusha would transfer. So usually, in a tra- in, 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 by non-Hegdish items, what makes the Kenyan? The Meshicha. By Hegdish item, it's the Kesef. So what happens if the person did the Meshicha on the miser and the payros were, at the time he did the Meshicha, were worth a seller? Now, he does the Meshicha, he owes the money to be paid. What happens is before he was able to pay the money, the payrolls now went up and are worth two sloyim. So if the Kenyan is over, he only owes one seller. If the Kenyan is not over, he would have to pay two. So what's the halacha? So it says, Masha Chemena Meiser Bestella. He did Mashicha when the Meiser was worth a seller. But Lois Big Lifdosi, he didn't get money to redeem it yet. He hadn't given the money yet. Ad Sha'amod Vishtaim until the Maitha Shani now went up to be two Sloyim. No sin seller or mistaker seller. He can give one seller and he, he, he's gained a seller, he gained an extra seller, because now the fruits are worth, uh, the, he, 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 he saved himself a seller. Though so, so he only has to pay one seller for he does not have to pay two. Because we look at it as the Kenyan is done. So says it more like this. And, and, and Rashi's gear says, Because since Maizashani is considered his, it's owned by the Balabayas, it's not Hegdish, therefore it doesn't run by the Kenyanim of Hegdish, it runs by regular private Kenyanim, and therefore the Kenyan was completed as soon as the Mashiach was done, and therefore he only has to pay one seller, for he does not have to pay two. He saved himself a seller. Now money, who is the author of, that, of, the, of this Mishnah? Elaim Rav Meir, you're going to tell me it's Rav Meir, it's a problem. Because since Rav Meir holds Maizah Shani's mom and Gavoa, it should follow the laws of Hegdish. And following the laws of Hegdish, the Kenyan is not over until you pay the money. Why does he gain a seller? But Nasan is a of a Kamlo. Pidyan and the Kenyan is only gone when you gave the money, then it's confirmed. Until you give the money, it's not confirmed. You should have to pay both Sloyim for it. So therefore, the Chorah says, it's going like Rabbi Yehuda. So when it says Loyal and Rabbi Yehuda, you're right, it is going like Rabbi Yehuda. But Hachachad Stama, Hachatrei Stami. But here is only one Stam Mishnah going like Rabbi Yehuda. Rav Meir, we found multiple Stam Mishnahs going like Rav Meir. So when it says one second, who cares how many multiples they are? If the concept is that a Stam Mishnah shows halacha, so Lachora, what difference does it make whether Rabbeinu Hakadosh made one stam or he made multiple stams? You should not be able to bring halacha one over the other. As long as you have a stam mishnah that shows halacha, so how do you see the halachas any more like Rav Meir than like Rav Yehuda? Simon says, No. What we mean as follows: When we said it's multiple, it doesn't mean how many times. It means it was repeated in the, in Maseches 
idios. It wasn't only written in Maishashen, it wasn't only written in Peya, but that Mishnah that goes like Rav Meir was recorded in Masechah's Idios. Once it's recorded in Masechah's Idios, that is confirmed as the Halacha, even if you have a conflicting Stam Mishnah, someone else. That's what we meant. So Moran says like this, the Chayra, the Moran's question, Istama, Dafka, if Stam is considered precise, that that's the Halacha, so Mali Chad Stam, Mali Trey Stam, who cares how many times it's a Stam? Moran says, Namar of Nachbar Yitzchak, Halacha Rav Meir, Hoyel V'tnan V'bechirte Kavaser. Bechirte is the Aramaic word for the chosen one. The word Idios could either mean from the word testimony, or Idios is also chosen land. It's called Idis. So therefore, the, the Halacha follows whatever's in Bechirte, whatever in the chosen Masechta that shows that that's halacha that's why by Maisa Shani the halacha follows the opinion of Rabbi Meir